I get inspired by our history and many people like to think in the future or what's coming up, but I'm getting a lot of creativity from going backwards, from diving into the history and something interesting that I like or find, I try to bring that up through music. First People's Fund presents The Collective Spirit Podcast. The Collective Spirit moves each of us to stand up and make a difference, to pass on ancestral knowledge and simply extend a hand of generosity. The Collective Spirit Podcast features Native artists and culture bearers who discuss the power of Indigenous art and culture. Uh, my name is Delbert Anderson. I am a trumpet artist from Farmington, New Mexico. I was born in Shiprock, New Mexico on the Navajo Reservation. I'm a uh, jazz musician, but also composer, educator, and getting more into the cultural ambassador type of work, sort of looking at histories of musicians within the Dene Navajo tribe. My pronouns are he, him, his, and my parents, they are from Natarita, Colorado, and also Cove, Arizona. I like to say trumpet artist because I'm, I'm not confined into certain genres because it, it extends uh, very far into education, into the culture, and also in the various programs that we operate. We have a youth program, sort of a lessons program, and we host performances for the community here in Farmington. And so I've been able to keep music at the base, but operate in different art mediums. And, and most of the time I'm playing trumpet. I have some college underneath my belt, like education certificates, that kind of thing, and which allows me to teach at universities. And I've been working at San Juan College for about six, seven years. And my performing schedule just got way too crazy. And I wasn't able to commit to the college anymore. So I ended up taking some time off from teaching. I grew up non-traditional. However, a lot of the um, information and stories that I've been given from my grandfather's side, on my paternal side, and his grandfather was very traditional. So he would share a lot of things like songs and parts of history that, that he's been through and his grandfather went through. And all that information I was receiving, I input it into my music and really tried to figure it out. When 2013, I started the Gilbert Anderson Trio and we played jazz standards. Like those are just like popular jazz songs, like the first two days. And then I kind of was looking at it from the outside thinking there are like millions of jazz combos already. We're going to be like one little fish in this big, big, big sea. So. I told the guys, like, go back home and really think about what you want to bring to the group. One of the things that really put us apart from everyone was I got a lot of spinning songs from the Diné culture. I was inspired by those melodies and would put them through this trio that I formed. 
So if you can imagine Danette melodies with Latin sung confusion grooves and long extended jamming, that <laughs> it gets pretty crazy. Uh, you know, that was 2013. Uh, today, we went through many phases. And so now, still with the Danette melodies at the forefront, uh, we have this quartet that is just a, a great, great high caliber quartet that's just been really um making the performances happen and making them enjoyable. So, you know, and, and I guess in a cultural sense, a lot of the things that I learned from my grandfather, I've been really taking that in and putting it in the process of not only how we compose music or anything, but how we sort of connect as human beings as well. I relate to the trumpet differently than most. A lot of people are inspired by other artists or maybe something that they want to do. It, it could be anything. Inspiration could be anything. What I'm inspired by is simply my family. I always feel like when I just focus on my own family and relate it to how my work is supporting my family, I always have that drive there. Like I never get tired of it or burnt out from loving what I do. And I love what I do because my family loves it and they support it. So that's the main inspiration. Yeah, I, I have other inspirations, that, you know, like just the mentors that I have had from the history of jazz, like Louis Armstrong, Clifford Brown, or Lee Morgan. You know, they're all influences that I have. But something happened about maybe two years ago. I started to go back into my culture and start to research musicians, the Nat musicians from as early as I could find. And I've been finding out some amazing musicians. So if you look at jazz and classical, you might think, how do Native Americans relate to that? However, you know, in my research, there are musicians, guys like a gentleman named Jacob C. Morgan, who was a Navajo man from Crown Point, who was a very high caliber classical player. He learned in the boarding school eras, and he was taught by some of the best trumpet players in the world at that time. And he actually was able to be a special guest with the John Philip Sousa Band, which was kind of the, the highest known classical concert band of the, of the world at the time, and still is to this day. Uh, but there was a Danette man there, Jacob C. Morgan from Crown Point, who was just doing it all correctly and touring from Paris to starting bands. He's actually one of the guys who started the Navajo Nation band that's still going on to this day. And when you look at the jazz side, Apache trombone player, Russell Big Chief was his name. He was an Apache man who played with Louis Armstrong. And Louis Armstrong was the, the godfather of this jazz that we hear of today. And when you look at both sides, we see like there's these Native American musicians there at the very forefront that are playing at these very high levels. It's just amazing when you, when you look at like the classical world and jazz world. And because I always get asked, like, how is a Native American associated with jazz? And, you know, Russell Big Chief was there when Lucas Armstrong was there and they were probably learning together what jazz was and what improvisation was. But it's so early up in the history of everything that there, there had to be influences by them. I just recently 
done a project with South Arts organization where I toured areas of Jacob C. Morgan's life. And so we went to his birthplace, went to Crown Point, Gallup, Port Defiance, went to Cortez, Farmington. He ended up dying in Farmington in the 1950s. There's just so many, so much history there. And so I did the tours trying to create awareness of this gentleman that played great trumpet, classical music. And when talking to some of his siblings that are still alive today, they said he also was playing in some big bands, meaning some jazz bands that were probably around at that time. I get inspired by our history and many people like to think in the future or what's coming up, but I'm getting a lot of creativity from going backwards, from diving into the history and something interesting that I like or find, I try to bring that up through music. So my first project proposal, I created a partnership with the Bureau of Land Management and we toured five national monuments, but also composed two pieces with the original landowners of each monument. And that was really neat. They shared stories, we shared our stories, and we composed together. And that album is still uh, coming up. We're, we're still trying to find time to go into the studio and record those songs, but the elders basically said they gave us approval to use their songs in the hopes of it will inspire the youth to get back into their cultures. The second time this year, I applied for a youth program that I have called Build a Band, and I built a curriculum out of the characteristics that keep my family together, but also like a social Navajo song that we can learn how to improvise on. And people like Talaba Bikei and her grandmother, they're the ones that are gonna make this song for us and I'm gonna later send this song to um, some of my colleagues back at uh, Eastern New Mexico. And we're gonna totally build a curriculum on how we can learn from this Dinah melody. It's just a great program. The program helps the students in music business, but also music creativity and composing. Uh, we just finished a five-day tour, a mentor tour with them, where our band was able to travel with their eight-piece group. And we talked on the road, we ate together, and we were just sharing just various different things of, of the, the music industry. Out of the eight, four of them have already been accepted to Eastern New Mexico, and I think three of them are going for some type of music degree. And I think we had about six seniors this year and two juniors. But of the six seniors, four of them have already been accepted. And so it's really, it's really nice to see them going that route. And not anyone just says, oh, I want to get a degree in music, it's a, it's a pretty rough one, you know, <laughs> it's, it takes a lot of work. It, it shows that what we're doing here in Farmington with the program is really inspiring these students. And I know there's more of them that are gonna, that are gonna go into the music field as well. So yeah, First People's Fund definitely helped us create a more sustainable program for the students. And I can't wait to see who comes in our next semester. So I'm very excited about that. 
none, none of this would have been possible without partnerships and relationships. And the only way those things work is if you as an individual is very composed and just good character, truthful, you know, just, just all of the above. And I hope that the legacy could be that, you know, that that guy was a, was a nice guy and he got a lot done with a lot of different people. Collective Spirit Podcast is produced by First Peoples Fund, whose mission is to honor and support Indigenous artists and culture bearers through grant-making initiatives, culturally rooted programming, and training and mentorship. Learn more at firstpeoplesfund.org.